Do not turn off your device. A Pint of Cthulhu interrupts its regular broadcast to bring you an exciting playthrough. We're interrupting to let you know that Salian Wealth has the situation under control as long as you remain in the safe house. For additional details and to prevent this from happening again, grab your copy of Cthulhu Dread now on Kickstarter through September 8th. This podcast contains adult language and themes. You have just arrived to the firehouse, um, having gotten inside. Um, the edge troopers, when last we left off, uh, had attempted to follow you in, but had quickly left. Uh, you are alone inside of fire station number six. Uh, this is Abigail Hupp's fire station that she works out of, um, and it is completely empty. Like There's no one here, um, and it is dead silent for the moment. Okay, then can I uh, turn around to Abigail and say, Abigail, where do you keep the oxygen masks and the suits? Uh, should be over there in our equipment. In the equipment room. Great, can you help us get them put on? Because I'm sure, you know, you know how to work these. Uh, uh maybe given the guards attention, they don't seem like they're chasers. Someone want to get the truck warmed up while we grab this stuff? You trust me with the keys? I can do it. Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, we gotta, we gotta get it warmed up somehow, and I've got to show you guys how to use this. So, uh, one of you do it. I don't care who. I don't want to know. I'll get the truck. Don't worry. You're an EMT. Yeah, makes sense. You're faster. All right. Sales. Do we need to roll? I mean, would I? I mean, obviously, I would know where the oxygen and everything is at. Um, yeah. No, you don't need to roll to get uh, everybody hooked up. These are very. Uh, the devices themselves are quite simple. Um, they it's little more than a mask with a with a big tank that you strap onto your back. You're very easily able to get everybody kind of like set up and ready to go. What else were people trying to have? You were trying to get the truck started. Yep. Yeah, we're yes. gonna jump in the truck after getting our equipment on, and we're gonna make a dash for it, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, book it out of this goddamn city. Okay. That's where uh, I'm going to see if I can break from the group and pull Captain Lamar aside and say that this is not a good idea. That at least one of us should stay behind and see what Saline Wealth is up to. And I'm willing to take that risk. You want to stay behind in Crazy Town? I've been in crazier situations. Uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where... You know, if we find out what they're up to, maybe we can shut them down instead of just fleeing town and, you know, having this place, you know, basically control our lives. Yeah, uh, I do agree, but this is my people. I signed up to save these people and I expect to save them. So if you're just going to leave town and not come back, I'll be here with him. But you can more than welcome take the fire truck. I can turn a blind eye. Alright. Well, it's your decision. I don't think there's any chance of us saving these people. I think they're beyond saving at this point. 
but the world well, does need to know what's happened here, what's going to happen here. I... I don't think there's any way we can stop it. We don't know enough, really, when you think about it. All we know is they're going to suck the atmosphere out, and there's a couple of bugs. What have we really got? Pictures? That's not really enough to go on. Yeah, but if we can get someone on the inside to pose as one of them, that maybe we could get some more information on them and have them shut down federally. Do you know how they operate? I don't really think the government uh, cares whether they're testing weapons on civilians and killing people. They're just... I don't think they're... I don't think going... The government's really going to help with this one. That's why we go to the people. Yeah, probably. We need we we need to go quick though. Whatever we're doing, like if you guys want to stay here and try not to fight them or find out, act like spies out of James Bond movie, that's fine. I mean, if I remember, we get we had that paperwork of yards, and it, it said we you know that they're going to turn the machines off at seven. We could just hide out for the night, wait till the machines are turned off, and then we can do our uh, booking around. Everyone they they could save by messing around here would be dead then anyway, and they're gonna come around with guns and shoot anyone who's not dead from the oxygen. And those oxygen tanks they're only last. They're already out there, and they got the bugs in them. They're dead anyway. Oxygen yeah. tanks won't last long enough. We don't know as well that if they're looking after the bugs or if they're looking after the people. You think about the company name, Salient Wealth. You take the S off. What do you got? Alien Wealth. Alien Alien, alien, alien 12. Alien 12. Alien 12. <laughs> Aliens, I tell you. Conspiracy theories aside, while this is going on, I would like to just say I'm going to go to the safe house at this point. Whoever else okay, is in with on, me. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. Snails, what were you going to say? I was going to say, while you're having this conversation, um, a sound does begin to pick up outside it's subtle at first like a whistling um, but it builds very quickly into a howling um, and if you go to the the doors um, or the windows you can see a massive dust storm kind of building and bellowing as the winds uh the wind forms outside swirling um around the firehouse and you assume the city itself uh, the sound grows louder and louder until you can't hear your, yourself think. Uh, it becomes a deafening noise, uh, much like a hurricane um, or a runaway train. Uh, it's something that even begins to block out your ability to think before finally it stops. Um, and you hear the high-pitched kind of like whistle sound um, as, as like air begins to be pulled through the cracks and crevices of the firehouse. Um, during your conversation, the last amount of minutes you had before the device activated expired, and now the air is being sucked from the firehouse. Luckily, you do have the respiratory devices, so you are fine, but you are now in a hypoxic city with about an hour and a half worth of air. Okay, two things I want to know real quick. One is the radio terror that Ren broadcasts from inside the city, and two, can it broadcast, like, countrywide, or is it just local? You would know that you are connected to the the larger network, so to speak. Yeah. So you can send your broadcast out well beyond the range of the city, and it is within the city. It's actually not that far away. Okay. Question. 
What kind of engine does this fire truck have in it? Uh, I'm not sure I understand the question. Are we oh. future engine or gasoline? This is a gasoline. This is a diesel. I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> yes. See, so this is a this is a diesel engine <laughs> fire truck. Yes. That truck ain't going anywhere because any engine needs air to run. <laughs> You'd be right there. Okay. Well, I know what I've got to do. I know what I feel I need to do. You guys can fight if you want. I'm not really, you know. He gestures down to himself, still in a bathrobe, ruffled hair, quaint-looking guy. <laughs> uh, I'm not really suited for that, but I think the world needs to know what's going on here. They like this can't just be something that goes silent. And he's gonna. Uh, my Frankie's current plan is to head to the uh, radio tower and broadcast nationwide the events of this mass culling of citizens. Can you walk and there within an hour? I mean, uh, I'm, I'm kind of with Frankie here. I think we should do that. We should just uh, get the word out. Let's see. So things... You would know that Ren is with easily within an hour's walking distance. Um, it should probably only take you about a uh, half hour to 45 minutes, depending on what the conditions are outside. The other thing that you do know, once the information is shared, that like the fire truck won't be going anywhere, is that Ren was recently gifted two electric vans. Hmm. Uh, as part of like a as an angel sponsorship deal yeah so if you guys want to get out of the city or if you want to try and evade and come sweeping through with the guns there should be vehicles there I don't know how motors work but you're saying diesel doesn't work we have electric let's hoof it see if we can find some more oxygen on the way otherwise we are gonna die I'm gonna make my way to the safe house and part from the group you need to call the army on this one Okay, so let's see, Josh, you said you wanted to try and go to the safe house? Yes. Okay. Are we splitting the group? Is that is that what's going on? It's a bad yeah. idea. It's a very bad idea. Yeah, yeah, this whole it. situation seems kind of boobar. Let's go for it. Okay. So I will make a note and we will come back to you, Josh. Uh, okay. So for everyone else, you you leave the fire station. As you are leaving uh, you do hear the radio in the truck kind of activate, uh, and you hear like a, a distress, or not distress, but a transmission go out. It's it's broken up and difficult to decipher at first, but after listening closely, uh, you start to hear. Be on the lookout for several escapees from Sutton Delta. Infection status unknown. Presumed high risk. Scramble outbound platoons into search parties and canvas the city. Do not let them escape. The voice continues listing countless call signs and activation codes before ending its transmission with an ominous final message. Lethal force is authorized. Well, that's not good. Ah, hell, looks like this gun's gonna come in handy. Right. So, we need to be heading towards that radio tower as fast as we can. They might not think about it, especially if they saw us going after emergency vehicles and stuff. Don't suppose you got a Segway? Uh, no, they did not give us sponsored uh, use casting Segways, unfortunately. Oh, look at this. What you don't know is that we, when we don't have, are somehow in a situation where we don't have oxygen, all the firehouse people have hoverboards. Here you go. Here's yours. Here's <laughs> yours. And here's yours. All of a sudden, I just immediately picture firemen ho- 
Like bringing in equipment on hoverboards. Falling over every ten <laughs> seconds. <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get you out, ma'am. <laughs> Hopefully it's not one of them cheap Chinese knockoffs that burn every five minutes. Well, it's from the government, anyway. of course it's a Chinese knockoff. <laughs> right, let's get going, let's get going. Um, so... You exit the firehouse into the the city proper. Your visibility has been reduced drastically. You're it is now full night uh, as as we explained before. Um, it's like close to midnight as I recall. And in addition to there being no sun, there is now dust everywhere. Um, all of the buildings around you are obstructed, but in the distance you can kind of you can still make out the Ren signal like radio tower in the distance Frankie um, and you can see like the red glowing light kind of piercing through as you're moving through the city streets it's strange because it is a ghost town it was it was a ghost it wasn't it wasn't always a ghost town obviously but like it was a ghost town before when you were walking through but now at night there's something even eerier spookier about what's happening um, and the lack of oxygen in the in the air makes it so that you're trapped within these rebreathers, hearing your own breath kind of cycled back to you every step that you take. Um, the lack of smell and other kind of like senses that you normally take for granted, um, even even taste really in the air is strange, because all you can taste and smell is the plastic of your face mask. As you are walking through the city streets, you run across a commotion. It happens very quickly. You're only out for maybe five minutes, and you see two edge troopers on the ground fending off a group of people. It's three people, one of them with a gun, one with a fire axe, and one with a knife. And you can see the edge troopers on the ground are, like, wounded and attempting to fend these people off. And as soon as you kind of come around this corner to see the sign, the sight, uh, these three strange, like, bedraggled people like turn their heads to look at you and you just hear that same unearthly shrieking noise that you heard from Sal when he went down in in the fight as one of them points to you and they kind of like shift their attention we'll be entering combat uh for the first time the way that this works uh is that we go in initiative groups there are three initiative groups one two and three and it is based on your current agile so uh, if you'll give me just a moment, I'll be. I just have to pop open the rules. What's on top of it? I'll be like, see, good thing I got this gun after all. Does anybody have an agility of four or higher? Uh, I don't know because I'm at the pull of my character sheet that I don't have it pulled up. <laughs> I have an, I'm unprepared. Real professional there, Duke. I'm pretty sure I'm last with one, then. Mm. You won't be last alone, I can tell you that. Yeah, use an agile point last time. Uh, so I'll use one here, that's fine. Okay. I am an agile two. Oh, see. Oh, that's good, you got the gun. You can shoot first. <laughs> oh, not quite first. I think the lower the number, the lower the score, Carmen. Yeah, low number not good, then. Okay. So it sounds like everybody is in is lower than a four? Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm a two, so yeah. 
All right, so that means that you guys will all be acting simultaneously uh, in the last initiative group, uh, which fortunately for you, the enemy also acts in the last initiative group, so they'll, have, they'll go after you. In combat, you each have a major action and a minor action. Uh, your major action is something like attacking or um, trying to help one of your allies, uh, and your minor action is stuff like moving, uh, reloading a weapon, picking something up off the ground. Um, because you guys have all kind of act simultaneously, there is uh, there is no like turn order. You are able to kind of like cooperatively kind of work together on certain certain issues. Um, who would like to do what? Take aim and fire. Abigail slowly glides forward with her fire axe on her hoverboard. <laughs> you go slightly too far and to the left, so you have to like back up and turn again. <laughs> you go to the left at the way. Sorry, sorry, hold on. Sorry, no, hold on. Back. Okay. Um. So one of them has a knife, one has an axe, one has a gun. Yes. And the edge trippers, are they like, they have guns, I assume? Yes, they both have guns. Um, they also have, you can see that they are also wearing some kind of self-contained breathing apparatus as well. Um, mm. One of them is bleeding quite profusely. They seem like they're gonna try and shoot us, or are they just like happy for the save of the moment? Uh, they they do not appear to be interested in, in, um, in interacting with you. Uh, you can see that the one... Uh, one of them is kind of like, uh, like I said, is bleeding heavily from like a wound, um, and is kind of down for the count. And the other one is slapping at his kind of self-contained, uh, like at the mask that he has over his face, which appears to be leaking, um, from like a, a, uh, like a crack. So oh, they, cool. they don't seem to care about you very much. Well, Frankie's going to try and run up and grab the unconscious dude's gun. Uh, the bleeding one, or the one who's still... Uh, they're both conscious, but, like... Oh, they're both conscious. Uh, I'm gonna go for the tr- one with the breathing apparatus. Yeah, I was gonna say, can I join um, Frankie with that? Just help help them out, maybe, it could be a bit easier for us. Oh, okay. One of them might have a gun, they might try something. And give covering fire. Yeah. Okay, so, Frankie, you want to try and steal a gun from one of the troopers that's on the ground? Yeah, I'm not bare fist fighting a man with a knife. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Not today. I go for the knife guy. I don't mind a knife. Um, so if you want to try and steal from one of the edge troopers, I'm going to need you to make a a roll with a target number of six. Oh, sorry, seven. Um, so to try and twelve, right? Yes, ma'am. Oh. <laughs> Oh, Garvin, why are you rolling? You're fighting a knife guy. At the yeah, I know. We're going at the sort of same time. Uh, yeah, but we can we can resolve uh, one at a time. Well, I was going to suggest as I got a crit, can I help um, Frankie a little bit and maybe you know with the, with the benefit of that? Can you either fighting the guy with the knife or help helping mug the man? <laughs> Frankie trips on his shoelaces and hits the ground. Yeah, he's, got, <laughs> <laughs> he's ah! still wearing those. Oh, man. He's still wearing like fluffy bunny slippers and just falls flat on his face. Okay, I'm trying to get a clear picture of what is happening. So Frankie has gone to try and steal a gun and has failed um, yes. to do so. And you said that you're going after the man with a knife to try and just yeah, I'll, I'll go for the knife. Because yeah, okay. The, uh, um, the, other, the third guy is 
pretty much dead. He's going. He's either a physication. Uh, he's even not breathing anymore. He's um, got probably. Well, there. Are, to be clear, uh, Cartman, there are three relatively normal-looking individuals aside from the Edge Troopers uh, that are assaulting you. So one of one of those individuals has a knife, uh, and if you want to disarm him, you have rolled a twelve, so you very easily do so. Um, but this is this is a person who's not wearing a self. To to be clear, with these individuals, they are not wearing self-contained breathing apparatuses. They are currently in the process of suffocating slowly uh, in this hypoxic environment, and the sounds that they are making towards you uh, are anything but human. Uh, high combinations of high-pitched shrieks and like animalistic grunts. Um, and you can see that like drool is kind of coming from their mouths. They do not look like sane individuals. Well, then it'd be smarter to go after them, I guess. I suggest, I, I highly suggest that we we take them out from the distance because you remember what happened last time to the building manager. You get too close. I don't know what these apparatus is if we'd be able to save you. Okay, but I will say uh, because you said you were going after the guy with the knife that you have managed to disarm. Um, the individual, the the kind of uh, the person who has a knife, you manage to get in, break their hold on the on the weapon, and now you are in possession of a knife, uh, which does one d four points of damage. Cool. So we sort of brought that down um, under right. under combat the... proficiencies. That would just be in your gear. Okay. Oh, how much does a knife weigh? Uh, it's one. Oh, cool. I can do that. Can I take a shot now? Yes, you can. Uh, who are you aiming at? One of the three crazy bastards. Uh, yeah, just, uh, do you want the... <laughs> there are two that are unarmed and one with a gun. Or, sorry, no, uh, there's one with a fire axe, one who's unarmed, and one with a gun. I'll take the one with a gun. Alright, go ahead and roll uh, 1d12 to see if you hit. Your target number is 6. Wait, 7. 7 is absolutely a hit. Uh, go ahead and roll 3d4 because you're using an edge trooper blaster. Five. Five. Uh, you very much wound this individual. Um, let me just double check their their limits. Yes, they are they are wounded as your your shot kind of goes into the shoulder. What you you do notice is that there are currently still winds blowing and whipping through. Uh, the bullet that you fired didn't seemed to be from the edge trooper weapon did not seem to be affected by the wind in the way that you would have expected it to be um you think there might be some kind of fancy spancy technology at work here firing my laser beam he said bullet so i don't think it's a laser got dolphins with laser beams (laughs) all right moving on to the next person uh who do we have left that needs to go too well, cool. Also me. But Josh, do you have an idea what you want to do? I'm off at the go into the safe house, remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay, so just me. Um wait, what about Cap? Cap what's Cap doing? Yeah, I'm here as well. Yeah, uh what would you like to do in this <laughs> combat? <laughs> Alright, well I'm assuming there's a guy with a gun, isn't there? Yes. Yeah. Aye, so I think um, he's going to surprise everybody by pulling a pistol out of his pocket, his, uh, his hoodie pocket, and he's going to take a take a shot at this guy with a gun. All right, uh, go ahead and roll. Your target number is a seven due to the high winds. So 
uh, nine. Yes, oh. that's a that is a straight hit. Uh, go ahead and roll your damage for your pistol. Oh, he's a sharpshooter. That's great. Um, damage was what was it again? Three D four. No, you have a regular pistol, so it should just be like one D eight. One D eight, and I've got a combat proficiency say of one here as well. Uh, that actually makes your target number a ten. So the the number that you rolled is actually a ten. So you succeeded even better than normal. Excellent. So just one D eight. Yep. Seven damage. All right. You watch as this already wounded individual takes the shot, um, and you put it straight in the chest, and they just crumple in a heap. They're kind of like dying breath coming out in a shrieking noise. You do see movement in the throat of the of this person, and then from from their mouth and nose and orifice, you see a bunch of small insect-like creatures, armored carapaces, uh, strangely like long spindly legs, kind of crawl out and escape into the area around them. Uh, but they don't seem to. Since he's not standing next to anybody, no one is like attacked by them. You just see them kind of scatter into the distance. Oh hell no! Uh, let's see. That brings us to Tukin. Yes. Um, <clears throat> hmm. I'm trying to think of a, a efficient way to go at this besides just run up and attack. Um, but I really see no other option. What is... Oh, is it just an empty street? Is there, like, any vacant cars around? There are a couple of uh, vacant vehicles, like, on the sides of the street, yeah. Uh, but other than that, it is empty. Are they downhill of us, or are we on a flat plain? Springfield is a very flat city, unfortunately. Oh, it's one of them a Tesla. Well, I was gonna see, is there a way... I could really quickly run to one of these cars or anything and pop the emergency brake and push it into these guys? Uh, you could try, absolutely, yes. Um, they, <laughs> It'll be a minor action to run over, um, and I'll, I'll give you trying to open the door for free. Um, actually, if people were... Hang on, I'm thinking. If people were abandoning their vehicles in the street to get to safe houses, um, I would say that it's open. So you can, yeah, you know what? Give me a, um, a D12, uh, and your target number is going to be an eight to try and push this car into to one of the the attackers. Oh, it's an eight. Oh, oh. Exactly. Oh, my God. Um, so which one were you aiming for, the unarmed man or the one with the fire axe? Um, well, so here's, here's the question because I kind of had it. Um, they're all, like, how much distance apart are they? I mean, are, is the two guys lying on the ground, um, mm -hmm. and these three guys, like, are they, did they already run a far distance away from the guys? Because if they're kind of in a cluster, wouldn't a car kind of, like, run over all five of the people there? <laughs> it very well could. Um... Isn't there is there different levels of success in this game, yeah? Yeah, there I, is. I know, that's what I'm saying. Is it going to be, like, a really, really hard roll... Or what? A, what I mean, because like might I, be I, a crit move. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you got exactly the number. So that is a success with a complication. Uh, okay. So I will say, as your complication, you're only able to get the, enough momentum in the car to hit one individual. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, 
I get. I'll let the guy with the fire axe, since okay. they're me with the gun and and the knife guy. So, all right. So, I, since you're hitting him with a car, uh, go ahead and roll. I'll say, uh, let's just say three d four, since you're you're hitting him with a car. Okay. Five. Uh, oh goodness. <laughs> so you manage to run over to one of these to one of these abandoned vehicles and you pop the emergency brake and you begin pushing um giving it the <laughs> giving it a good college heave um as you get momentum building behind these two tons of steel and metal um and you do manage to pull the like wrench the the wheel so that way you're able to aim you're only able to hit the one with the fire axe but you do watch as he crumples um like hitting the ground prone as the car hits him and then drives over his leg very briefly um, and comes to a stop before it can do any more damage or havoc. Uh, and that was it for the three of you, or sorry, for your turn. So it come, or sorry, the, the group of you. So that brings us to them. Uh, the one with the fire axe is going to get up off the ground and is hurt, very clearly hurt and is limping and is going to attack you, Abigail. Um, since you literally just ran him over the car. Uh, if you would like to avoid the attack, uh, you'll need to roll a d12 with a target number of 6. Alright, let's do that. Can't get me! Can't get me! Oh, did I roll a d6? Oh, goodness. There's a complication in there. Ah, still a 6! Oh, wow! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you managed to avoid the attack, um, there's no complication in this instance uh, because it's just a, a simple dodge maneuver. Um, the one who had a knife uh, and is now unarmed is going to attack you, Andy, since you took his knife. Um, if you would like to avoid the attack or do something uh, to stop him, it'll be a target number of six. Okay. Could I... I mean, if, if I've got a knife, couldn't I try to defend myself with the knife? You could try to defend yourself against him with your knife. That's... Okay, it depends on the number. Yes. Come All right, on, you rolled I cut a hand off there. <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, because you got you got a an overwhelming success here. Um, you in defending yourself against him, you're able to get a slash off. Go ahead and roll a d4 of damage against this unarmed individual. Three. You can do that. You you very yes. His hands reach for you, and you just slash him across the wrists and you can see he is now bleeding heavily um which brings us back to the uh the players um what would you like to do like what are what are people thinking do you mind if i go first because i'm right in front yeah, of yeah we do mind um, guy. it's my turn sorry no it's my turn now i gotta get oh, the the last i'm first this time first, right? <laughs> i'm kidding go ahead um, so i want to roll for the gun because um there's a gun on the floor from the, one of the armed guys. Uh, he's it is in his one of the 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 two edge troopers are holding on to their guns. They are they are like one hand on their gun, and then like one hand dealing with whatever their individual problems are. But you can absolutely try and steal one of their firearms from them. But what about one of the um, I want to call them zombies, but I know they're not. I swear one of them had a gun. And... Oh, that's true. One of the 
we'll call them infected. One of the infected had a gun, and that gun is now on the floor. So if you'd like to use your minor action, you I can wanna, very I easily pick it up. I want to roll for that, and then when I, before I pick the gun up, I want to throw my knife at the still alive infected. Would it not be better to pick the gun up and shoot the gun? No, because I've, I've got literally a 10 out of 11 inventory. I can't pick the gun up. Oh, you can't. <laughs> so I've got to throw the knife first and then pick the gun up. I thought that was only if you're trying to stow it away that it counts as your... Yeah, but I've got the gun. Yeah, so as long as you have the knife uh, or gun in your hand, it does not count against your inventory. So you could pick, you could just pick up and shoot the gun and still in one, with one hand and still have your knife in the other. Okay, yeah, guns gun would be better. I mean, I do want to throw the knife, though. <laughs> That'd be quite cool, bro. Roll it and throw the knife. <laughs> Okay, if you'd like to throw the knife, that's uh, a target number of six. Awesome. <laughs> Eleven. Yeah, you hit. Uh, go ahead and roll 1d4. Two. Two. You see the knife flies out and sticks into this creature person's shoulder. They're still moving, but not very well. You throw the knife and you very easily pick up the gun as you kind of try and make some distance between you and this person. Um, that brings us to our next individual. Uh, uh, very quickly, what is the um, gun um, weight and um, it, damage? The gun, sh- the gun should be a 1 with 1d6. Yes, it is 1 and 1d6. Did I knock the fire axe out of the fire axe person's hand when I hit the, I, the car? Um, they. I would say that they picked it up again uh, because oh. they used it to swing at you. Uh, okay. I want that fire axe, so can I chop the arm off of the guy with the fire axe? <laughs> you can try to disarm him, yes. Uh, what What would you attempting to be chopping off, like, with your own? Are, do you still have your fire axe that you had? Yeah, I still got a fire axe. Okay, cool. Um, you uh, start a collection. Yeah, <laughs> if you'd yeah, like to try I was going to I was going to dual wield. Just kidding. I know I can't throw two in it, but still. One on the back, one in the arm. Yeah, you can got absolutely make an attack leg. that that uh, attempts to disarm your opponent. Uh, go ahead and roll. Your target number is six. Okay. That's oh. a d6. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I just keep seeing six. Eight! <laughs> okay, go ahead and roll 1d8 for your damage uh, real fast. <laughs> they didn't teach us this in firehouse school. <laughs> oh, it's Eight. A, that's a crit. All right. So you go in to disarm this individual um, with your fire axe, and you've hit them with a car already, so they're staggered. But you do manage to hook in and just literally disarm them with your fire axe, cutting literally cutting their arms from their shoulder, uh, from their uh, I should say the elbows. The fire axe goes clattering to the ground, and they crumple in a heap. Uh, I will need you to roll another d12 with a target number of five uh, as more insects start bursting forth from their face looking Uh, for a host sorry quickly reach down grab the fire axe and i do a master masterful somersault backwards out of the way like a a dark souls like (laughs) dodge 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 get out of the way Excellent. Uh, you do. With your eight, you manage to avoid all of the, the insects, which just kind of scatter into the wind, so to speak. Who would like to be next? 
can I, as a just like a real quick as a bonus action, can I like just look to see if the bugs are even being affected by the lack of air? It's impossible to say. You, okay. They do move, seem to be moving very fast and skittering very quickly, but it's their physiology is alien to you. They don't even they don't even look like normal bugs, so it's hard to it's impossible to say whether or not they care about the lack of oxygen. Oh gosh, we could do with that kind of raid about now. I'll go up next then, if no one else is looking to. Mm-hmm. Frankie will push himself off the ground, where he's disgracefully fallen. And, uh, looking around, seeing things have vastly improved for them. Uh, the guy with the gun is still up, yeah, the infected with the gun. The infected with the gun is dead, and the infected with the, uh, the fire axe is dead. The only one left oh. is the one that was, that has a knife sticking oh. into his shoulder. Ah, oh, poorly. Um... Frankie's gonna try and grab the knife, pull it out, and then put it back in like two inches to the left, so it still hurts. Awesome. Roll me a D twelve with a target number of six. Okay. Oh, seven. That's a complete success. You go and roll one D four points of damage. He's helping. He's doing something. Three, three. three points. I think it's hilarious. I can also sense Bag of Snail's frustration at why we are succeeding every single roll that's coming through. As a fellow GM, it's like, oh, no. They're actually not dying. Damn it. I think that might just be you, me. As we... Uh, as as you you go in, you manage to easily grab the knife. You pull it out and then you put it back in, uh, like like you said, six inches to the left. But in doing so, you watch as the the body before you crumples down onto the ground. And I'll need you to make another D twelve roll with a target number of five as more insects burst forth. That's another seven. Yeah, you easily easily evade them. It's almost like they're avoiding you. Frankie, like, lifts one arm, still in, like, grotty battle, sniffs, and then puts it back down again to see <laughs> the great why. And with that, the combat is over. All that is left are the two edge troopers who are on the ground, kind of, like, propped up against a wall. We check to see if they're dead. Yeah, sorry, can we, uh, go over there and see <laughs> And make own? sure of it with a gun? <laughs> One was bleeding out, one was choking, let's find out. (laughs) You can see, yeah, investigating them further as you guys kind of gather around, you can see that one does indeed have, they have a a massive crack in their, in their their respiratory mask, um, and their, their unit is basically bleeding oxygen out, so this person is going to start suffocating soon. The other person, uh, the other edge trooper on the ground is barely conscious, they they are holding on to a massive wound in their side that appears to have been caused by that fire axe that the infected was holding. Neither one is is in a position really to fight with you. Eddie, you got any duct tape? Well, I don't want to say, but should we take their oxygen? I was well, thinking about that because only one of them is going to live at the best case scenario, and even then, hey EMT, uh, can you take a look at the one with the wound in his side? I was going to suggest that, yeah. <laughs> do you think he's going to make it? Alright, let's do some medical checks then. And now you should roll for that. Yeah, so are you just trying to f- see whether or not this guy can su- is going to survive, or do you want to try and actually like do something to help, help him? Want to help? Okay, yeah. So that would be a target number. Let's see, I'm looking up your character sheet now. Are you using medicine to try and help him, or are you just using, like, your standard kit that you have with you? Yeah, I've got plenty of medicine. 
I picked up some from the apartment and some from that failed drug deal that we found. Mm-hmm. He's just going to give him a bunch of E. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll be up in well. just a second, stab him with heroin. <laughs> Don't worry, he'll feel great. <laughs> I found regular health kits and what else did I find? I found, uh, I, found some, I found some uppers as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, normally the target number to try and help this guy would be a 14. Uh, however, you have, uh, on your character sheet, you have medical tra- like a special medical training. So that's reduced to a 10. If you want to try and, if you want to use the medicine that you have to try and help this guy, like to stabilize him so he won't bleed out here on the spot, your target number would then be reduced to an 8. Because uh, this is a very severe wound. Okay, I mean, I guess my guy, you give it a go anyway. Gotta give it the old college try. Mm-hmm. Hey there, um, Deke. I mean, I'm all for saving people, but what? If, what if one of us gets hurt and we? I, I hate to be the bummer, and I hate to do this, but what, what if we need that medicine? Sam, I'm not going to just leave this guy to bleed out. I know, okay. but the other guy's got a bad mask, and he's got a good mask. I'm not saying leave both of them, but I'm saying we might swap masks and take the yeah. guy that's doing okay. He's not dead till he's right. dead. So I can fix his mask. So say, if you got that duct tape, just put it over the goddamn crack. If that one dies, we take the mask. Job done. I mean, I'm cause I, I'm an engineer, so I can probably do this. Whatever we whatever <laughs> we're doing, we need to do it quick, because we are on a timer here, folks. Takes a qualified engineer to put okay. duct tape on. Well, I'll go over the kit so I can do that. Okay, well, okay, what are you going to do, Cap? Are you going to save him or not? Well, I'm going to attempt to save him, but with everybody shouting at him and everybody getting in his way, unfortunately he doesn't get there in time, it looks like, because I've only, I've only rolled a four. You oh, can, God. <laughs> you, could, you can spend your ability points to increase that to an eight, if you would like. Um, yeah, we're not going to spend four ability points on that. <laughs> I think okay, we're just going to take, take, take the fail on that. All right, and then Cartman, you said that you were gonna try and put duct tape over the yeah, crack in the window. Yeah, I've got a repair kit that helps to roll. Uh, you don't need to roll. Uh, it's just you manage to like get get in, put the duct tape over 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 the the crack in the mask, and it forms a seal. You can see there's a couple little bubbles in the duct tape where the air is trying to escape, but you have successfully managed to save this edge trooper. The other one is this like a a full face mask kind of thing, like over their head and everything. Or I mean, picturing them as like stormtroopers, but with transparent bits over the face. I just pictured him with duct tape, like completely covering the entire mask with duct tape, <laughs> so like he just looks like a mummy. Uh, <laughs> this is a. I like to go for the hundred percent here. Is it, um, Cat? Would you be interested in um, sharing the, um, the the four points that we go to each? On this one guy? Or what? We, we are ru- Yeah, we are duct tape mask guy, not the others. I've tried it, I've, I've expended a medical kit on him. I've only got, I think I've got two left now. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll just take the fail on that. Does one of them have a gun that we can use? Well, the dead one. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> the dead one does have a gun that you can take. Uh, he's not free. And also, we might as well snitch his, uh, you, know, you know, guys, we might as well get his oxygen mask as well. That's not a bad uh, idea. Or anyone who wants, you know, li- live through this. Who wants the gun? Uh, they're uh, wearing uniforms. I said it's a, ve- a, a very good point to take their uniforms as well. To, I mean, you know, the uniform of one, so that's a good, it's a good. It could be a good you know, way into the safe house. Good, good disguise, correct. 
Uh, I'm not interested in sneaking in there, so... Do we have the time to do that? Mm-hmm. Well, it might help with patrols or something, you know? We could... One of us could be, you know, a, a trooper, and then we could be doing the whole thing of, oh, I'm just escorting these people to the safe house and get by a trooper. I'm saying this right in front of a trooper. <laughs> it's definitely going to redo us in. Snails, uh, do we have time to do that? To to try and strip them and take their uniforms? Yeah. Um, well, one's okay, isn't it? <laughs> one is listening to us saying... Just, like, just looking at us, like, ever yanking his clothes off his body, like, hey, what the hell? <laughs> uh, one of them is is alive and holding... I th- time doesn't really seem to be the, the key issue here. The key issue is that you have successfully repaired one of their masks, uh, and he is now, like, no longer... Uh, incapacitated, uh, and he does have a gun, uh, and he is like kind of making his way to his feet, and he does say okay, to you, "Okay, okay." Uh, he does say to you, "I appreciate what you guys did for me and tried to do for my friend. Um, I can turn a blind eye to you. Maybe you taking his gun, uh, and I can." Maybe send some patrols going the wrong way, since we were out here looking for you. But if you try and take my gun and strip me, then we're gonna have a fight. That I'm gonna sounds sneak up perfectly him. fair, my good man. Like <laughs> four of us holding good. a gun to him. No, no, I, uh, no. We, sneak up behind we him and really knock him out. We really don't want to get shot wearing oxygen tanks, my guys. That's a good point. Uh, so, yep, perfectly fine, understandable. Uh, sorry about your friend. Uh, we're just gonna go. Right. I'm gonna, can I sneak that, up behind him and knock him out? No, an undisclosed location. <laughs> I want to sneak up behind him and knock him out. Oh, you want to sneak really? up behind the edge trooper and try and knock him out? Yeah. Just, we don't you know, need quick. to fight. We just we just. No, we just knock, just knock him what out. Just no, he, uh, well, first thing, first thing you know is he says, I'm gonna divert people. And I'm sorry to say... I don't trust that he would divert. He may exactly just send people directly on us. And just as he said, he confirmed what I was afraid. That radio broadcast was indeed about us. They're wanting us. We need. We can't let him tell anybody. We At least if I knock him out, it'll give a smidge of time. And he is going to get eaten by the bug people. He's going to get so eaten by the bug people. Yeah, can I just rip the dice and does not face on this action? If we want to kill him, sure. I wasn't going to kill we... him. We're leaving the mask on him, but I want I, I can't we can't have him just walking back. We can't uh, I'm sorry, we can't trust his word. We can leave him unconscious next to a dead body in the middle of the infected apocalypse? I mean We don't need to. If he tries to tattle on us, we have guns now. We can defend it ourselves. Gives us a smi- it gives us a smidge of time. You say guns, you're already mad that I'm about to knock him out and leave him in the apocalypse, and you're already talking about killing his friends. If they attack us, he ain't attacking us. He's chilling. He's got a point. I'm I'm all fine with self-defense, but this isn't self-defense no more. We're all having this out loud while he's still conscious and just hearing me talk about how I want to sneak up behind him and knock him out. I think a surprise (laughs) is gone now at this point. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, the trooper is... Very much not a a fan of this conversation, uh, and he's going to try and run away. Uh, so unless any of yeah, you... that That's probably your best bet, my man. Good luck. Unless any of you want to try and stop him. Absolutely I'm gonna, not. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the oxygen tank from the other guy. Because uh, yeah. I know it ain't going to do any... It ain't going to have an issue. 
and I'm gonna throw it like a spear and hit him in the back Are of the head. Ki- we could. You're wasting. Oh, oh my god. We need. He hasn't it. gotten very far. Okay, I threw it ten You're feet. You're throwing oh my our gosh. life support. It's, it's at a so guy. far away. How could I get the oxygen back ten if feet away breaks. from me? Um, it doesn't break. It's a metal tank, tank. I'm gonna aim and shoot at the tank in, its, like, in the air. Don't aim. Oh my Why god. Why would you do that? Okay, no, no. Now, I'm, now I'm on Jay's side. What the hell? I I literally just talked about hitting him with oh something. Oh my god. Frankie now has you're turned up a bundle of absolute clowns. Well, yeah, but what happens when you shoot an oxygen tank? It explodes, which no, we don't it... want to have happen. No, it, it doesn't explode. It goes. The, the, it, Frankie's it, just gonna start putting his thing. It turns into a torpedo. So he doesn't have to hear us and walk it off. We're going. No, it doesn't explode, but it does go off like a torpedo. Like it'll go through a wall. This like is it'll a shoot terrible all that idea. Out. Can we just go to? Like, I want to knock him out. Now he's running away, and now he knows I want to knock. Now he knows I want to knock him out, and now he's gonna go tell his buddies. Now I have to knock him out. How about when this is all over, we get you into a fighting ring? So whatever weird, violent urges you're having, okay. You can while get dealt with. the second I say that, I go ahead and grab the oxygen tank and throw it like a spear. You are fro- okay. okay. All right. So you are throwing it at the edge trooper. Uh, this is gonna be hard to do uh, because it is. It, it's not meant for throwing, and it is heavy. Uh, so this will be a ten, a target number of ten to throw and hit the oh shooter. Oh my god! What's my target number for shooting the tank? No, don't shoot! <gasps> oh my god! Right. Why would you shoot the tank? Uh, that's a three. So, like, fall and hit. Does it fall and hit my foot? And ah, uh, shit! <laughs> no, it does. Luckily, you do huffed it, uh, but it does not. It, it does not make the range that you need. Uh, and when you uh, when it hits the ground, it hits it incorrectly. It hits it wrong, um, and the top part of the tank where the nozzle kind of, and like the the tubes kind of come out from that feed your your mask itself uh, snaps, and it just jets off into the distance. God. Well, I'm sure that Damn no it. one in the entire well, world could ever have predicted that that would happen. Can we please go now? Well, ain't that a pickle? Yeah, right. It's a slow clap. So, uh, anybody else got any better ideas? I just, uh, uh go into radio I'm just, terror. And I'm get just gonna the hell sit over here. here. I'm gonna sit over here and put my and, tw- and twiddle my thumbs and not and not oh, do anything else. Yeah, let's get, let's get a radio place. <laughs> Dejected, I've got an axe in each hand. I'm just like, dragging <laughs> it across the drown and just like go up against the wall and just lay there and <laughs> like put my, get in the fetal position. Like I'm stupid. <laughs> Serious question. Right. Is there like a grocery store nearby? What? what? <laughs> um, there's probably one uh, nearby, but not not within like immediate walking distance. You would have to go out of your way to a grocery store. Is there a place I can find a can of Raid? There. Can of Raid and Superpellet. Not not in the immediate vicinity. No. Damn it. <laughs> I'm sure we'll have some raid, like maybe in the storage closet up there. Let's, let's get going for now. Oh, yep, yep. I know where, the, where we keep the raid. Too many goddamn bugs. I was going to ask if one of your goals in life was to buy milk. <laughs> <laughs> you got a kid waiting an awful long time back home or something? No, but snails, please add that in. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what oh, I can cigarettes, do. either way. <laughs> Fine got- kind of raid. Abigail's got a Twinkie from right before they quit making Twinkies. That's like worth thousands. Oh like no! Like one of Josh's Twinkies. 
It's like sitting in her pocket, and she's like, oh, this Twinkie goes nowhere. This is my goal. All right, let's go. Okay, you you continue on to Ren. Let's see. As if navigating Springfield streets at night in hurricane force winds wasn't enough, the clouds of dust in the air have begun to grow thicker, making it harder and harder for you to see more than a few feet. Uh, the buildings around you become little more than looming shadows twisting and distorting at the edges of your vision. You do your, your best to follow street signs on your way towards the city's edge when you see a warm red glow in the distance. As you approach, you can make out four letters emblazoned in the metallic tower piercing through the gloom. Ren. Before you have time to take in the inviting beacon, the sound of gunfire and shouting in the distance underscores the urgency of your situation. Uh, you have officially made it to Ren. Immediately upon arriving at the front door uh, of Ren, you are illuminated by the flashing neon coming from the sign above, its light cutting through the oppressing dust like a knife. The double doors in front of you are locked, and the windows are caked with dust. You ain't been cleaning this place too often, have you? Hey, you try clearing out this massive building every damn being the only one around here. Uh, in any case, I've, the van should be in, nearby. Um, what's Carpenter's character's name again, real quick? Andy. Andy. Andy, uh, you can probably, you're like a techie guy, right? You can probably... Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I know where the yeah. key, we keep the keys. They're um, in the office building inside. Um, we'll have to go around the back. That's where... Um, that's how I get in. And, uh, you can probably get us in too. You you got your keys to the building, yeah. Doesn't um doesn't Cartman's character Andy hate Frank? Oh yes, like, for sure. Know, and, 100%. and does Frank have like a little bit of disdain, or like just doesn't really care? Is kind Frank, of devoted. Uh, Frankie does not. Frankie's character sheet literally says, "Oh yeah, that guy, my ba- best friend. We've known each other since we were kids." I was about to Love say that guy. You, you asked out, like, metagaming what his name was, and it would have been so funny, like, in character. Frankie was like, hey, oh, what's your name again? Who are you? Yeah. Oh, Anderson. yeah, yeah. Uh, that, yeah Anderson. Anderson, right? Yeah, 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 Andy. yeah. Right, and, and here, Andy, Andy, can you get us, get us in? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got the key. I just need to um, open her up, go over to the office and get the keys for the trucks. Yeah, I, I'll head upstairs. i got to... You should send out um, a message as well on the uh, loudspeaker. That, that's my plan. My plan is to broadcast this as far as we can go. Uh, but you guys need to be, like, in the trucks ready to go, because as soon as I start talking, they're going to know exactly where we are. How long is it going to take you to get that equipment ready? Uh, the, the recording equipment takes a couple minutes. It's not... Well, we usually do take longer, but I, I'm just looking for the bones. Andy, where's your goddamn raid? And a couple of zip ties. Yep, that's um, all in the uh, storage closet, just down the hall. I'll go and grab them quick, and then I'll go and um, set the microphone ready for uh, Frankie. <laughs> I'll I'll just sit over here and practice my whistling. Yeah. Well, how about Abigail, you guard the door? There shouldn't have been anyone in the radio station as it, so lifts have come in since. Yeah. We should, we should be good in here, but I don't know if the sound of the radio will draw them or if there's troopers or what. Well, give me a few minutes. I'm going to make some raid grenades. So, I guess while they're doing that, can if there's, like, vacant cars around, can I just, like, start, like, popping the emergency brakes and, like, kind of moving them to make a barricade around the records, this station? I'd say that you could probably do that. Hey, Scottish EMT guy, can you help me real fast? 
Who, me? Are you Scottish EMT guy? <laughs> what the hell? Like, what are you talking about? I like the idea that he actually Sorry, says who me. Go ahead. <laughs> what the? I thought that was going to no, be my fucking faster than me. that. Apparently you didn't. What the hell? Go ahead, Snails. <laughs> yeah, I'll help her out. <laughs> yeah, uh, luckily with the two of you working together, you're able to barricade the front entrance to the radio station fairly easily. No, it doesn't once you once you get done, nobody's going to be coming in um, or going out uh, without having to crawl over some cars inside the foyer of the radio station. You can see several comfortable-looking chairs in the middle. Uh, in the middle of the foyer, there's a coffee table with a variety of magazines on it. In one corner, there's a large, well-taken-care plant that has a name tag on it that says Forest. Um, and the the room merges into an L-shaped hallway uh, with doors on either end. Now, Frankie and Andy, you know, both know that, like, at the end of these double doors, one set goes towards the parking garage, as well as some offices. The other set goes to the on-air studio, um, and, like, the engineering studio. There is a supply closet where you are able to get raid. Um, Yay! (laughs) Will that actually have an effect on the bugs? That is an excellent question. Uh... Would your character even know if it didn't have an effect on the bugs? That's a good point, I know. Yeah, okay, don't tell me until it comes to it. Okay, so your um, raid grenades... Uh, while they're doing this as well, Henson's going to have a wee look around, see if there's any, like, um, what do you call it, like, storage for medicines or any other sort of drugs that you can use. Yeah, go ahead uh, and roll a d12, and you're, the higher the number, the better. I'm gonna see while he's rolling that junkie. I'm gonna say that uh, Abigail is probably gonna look for for, for for a supply closet kind of thing for like tools and Ooh. stuff, maybe maintenance, a ma- like a maintenance crew bit room or anything like that. Yeah, Andy is very is able to show you where that is easily. Um, I think Hanson just had a jackpot here. They rolled twelve. Yeah, so there's not anything useful in terms of medicine in the. Uh, in the the offices here at Ren. However, you do find the keys to the electric vans, um, which were not where they were supposed to be. You're kind of moving around and you're checking through one of the manager's office, uh, and you find in one of his drawers the keys to the electric vans. He's disappointed, but it takes them anyway. Yeah, we got a 12. Surprise, surprise, this place is a meth house. They're just like, you open up a door and there's an entire meth factory and they're like, oh god! You open up another one, there's weed, a weed herb- <laughs> weed herb- uh, little herbology place. Oh yeah, it's it's full-on drugged in, Central. See, what I was going to say was he opens up the van and it's full of cocaine. <laughs> uh, Let's go cocaine bear on this shit. T- we'll, we'll take this moment to swap back <laughs> over to, to Josh's character, Mark Spade. Um kind of going back in time a little bit um the others have have uh left you behind at the fire station and you want to go across the street to try and get into the safe house okay um you (laughs) you cross the street and you can see that there is nobody standing outside of the safe house once you once you get there the doors um are locked and shut um, and the entire building 
uh, as you'll recall, is covered in this uh, canvas plastic um, to kind of like seal in all the cracks. And you can see it kind of doing its job now um, where the air has been sucked out of the environment around you. It looks like this plastic has been form-fitted to the building itself. Hmm. There's no way I can physically rip the plastic? You could possibly cut the plastic. It's not very thick. Um, but there are there's the front doors. Um, you could try and look for another way in. Um, well, since I have time running out, I'll, I'll quickly try to look for another way in, if there is one. All right, go ahead and roll uh, a d12. Your target number is going to be a 7. <laughs> Josh's character. I'm going to save these people. Immediately cuts open the plastic, <laughs> takes all the oxygen out of the, <laughs> the safe house. Shh, just kills everyone instantly. <gasps> I've saved them. <laughs> uh, I freed them through this horrible plastic. <laughs> they're looking around. You're not able to find a good way in, except you do find what appears to be um, an open window on the ground. Um, this warehouse, it seems like there's like a, it, it's, it goes slightly subterranean, so like it sinks down below ground level a little bit and on the ground, uh, you're able to, you find a, what appears to be an open window into a bathroom um, but there is a thin layer of plastic that is kind of like sucked into it. You would have to cut your way into it to get inside of this bathroom, but you could in theory do it if you had uh, a cutting implement. Question. Wouldn't the plastic be bulging outwards if the pressure is negative on the outside? Got a point there for the vacuum. You know what? You're right. It, you see, uh, I am incorrect, and you are right. So it is instead of sucking in, it is bulging out. So there's like a big bubble. Oh, good job, Matt. You had to make our host feel <laughs> you had to belittle our, our host. Thanks. Good, good job. The last time we're ever going to deal, they're ever going to deal with us ever again. <laughs> it's all good. What would you like to do, Josh? Um, <clears throat> at this point, I'll turn my video camera on and start recording and show the paper again and say, if anything happens to us, this needs to get out there. And then I set that down. Uh, I do a quick search around. Do I find anything that I could use as a cutting implement tool? You know, I'll say that you you're able to find like there's there's some kind of sharp sharp rocks that you could probably use. It won't be easy, but you can probably cut your way in through with that. Okay, would I be able to grab a couple of rocks and head back up to that spot that I found and try to cut through it? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead and give me. Uh, we'll make this a trivial check, um, just because you're trying to cut through like plastic with rocks. Uh, so roll again, and as long as you roll better than a three. A three or better, you'll you'll be able to cut through this plastic. Three, exactly. Yeah, you, <laughs> you you your rock breaks as you're kind of getting through, but you do cut through the plastic, uh, and as you do, kind of like rip it open. There's this rush of like fresh air that immediately begins whooshing out towards you. It's like a balloon when you open it. It's just... uh, would you like to try and enter the bathroom? I make sure that I grab my camera and bring it with me and let the piece of paper float away so that they don't have any evidence on me. Uh, yes, I would like to at least find entryway into this bathroom. Okay, as you do, uh, once you get inside, you can hear a whistling sound, like a high-pitched whistling sound as the air is kind of like sucking out through the hole that you had made. Com coming into the bathroom, 
you see the the door is kicked open by several edge troopers who are leveling guns at you and they're demanding to know what you're doing who are you uh i i, I was uh, we were instructed to come here i they they uh they uh they uh the group left me i'm not i'm not a part of them i'm i'm by myself what even mission is <laughs> I'm not with those criminals, you know, specifically the ones that everybody know that only criminals would know about. The, I don't know them. I don't know where the bodies are that we've just killed. They're gonna. They're actually, gonna, he wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, you know, you wouldn't know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, as you're kind of like saying this, the edge troopers are going to call for you to get on the ground. Uh, are you do, are you going to comply with their demands? Or are you going to stay standing? Uh, I'm going to stay standing and and ask if we could do this a, a more civil way without guns being pointed at me. Considering I don't have any weapons on me, and I will let them search me. Roll a d12 with a target number of seven to try and convince them to handle you more civilly. Nine. They kind of stop for a moment and like the you see three uh there's four of them and you see three of them kind of like look at one of one who's slightly more in front um he just kind of shrugs and they approach and you submit to a search yes okay the edge troopers zip tie you um after confirming that you have nothing like weapon wise but they do zip tie you and they run a rod across your face it come, there's some beeping, and one of them says it. Came, it came back negative. You says the words negative. Another edge trooper goes, and you can see has a big roll of duct tape, uh, and is working on trying to close the hole that you made to get into the safe house. Um, with that, Josh, unfortunately, you are now in edge trooper custody, uh, and that res- unfortunately like is the end of your character's arc in this game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead and mute your mic (laughs) you're done you might as well leave oh my gosh you could probably stop your recording if you really want to (laughs) (laughs) such a bad bad turnout oh god my apologies I was about to say he's actually succeeding in these roles and Josh's luck is, is not been wearing out this is very strange but it all came to a head. His luck really <laughs> did wear out in the very end. Uh, Josh's character is now in the custody of Salian Wealth, uh, and is his future will be determined by their whims. Wait, wait, wait. So, I just gotta ask this: If we had just went into the safe house, would if it just ended right then and there? No. Um. No, if we complied, yes, yeah, I'd be like, well, <laughs> if the other things could have happened had you all gone to the safe house before the ARDs went off, um, but unfortunately, this is a case of somebody breaking into uh, a secured location after the ARDs have been activated, um, and is now being kind of granted the same privileges that maybe you would have been granted had you gone in the front door um, during the general evacuation. Uh-huh. Poor Josh. Sorry, Josh. Captain Lamar's just sitting there and goes, hmm, I feel a disturbance in the goddamn force. Uh, we're missing, <laughs> we're missing a source. 
moving back to the other group, uh, <laughs> Andy uh, and Frankie, um, were you two going to try and get the radio broadcast up and going? Was that your your goal? So I've got <laughs> I've got some games to play here. So <laughs> um, I'm the I'm the audio engineer, so I'm gonna start, you know, getting the uh, microphone working, and yeah, I'm, I'm gonna um, sit Frankie down. Uh, Frankie's gonna real quick see if there's like any clothes he's left here that aren't a disheveled bathrobe. Uh, it's actually, it's a radio broadcast. Never mind, he's not. Frankie, you don't need your fancy targs on. You just need to sit here and record this goddamn message. Okay. Um, you would know that the engi- that in order to get the station up and going, you would need to go to the engineering office. Entering your office, Andy, you see that it is more disheveled than normal. Somebody has come through and ransacked your your office. Wires are tangled and cut. Plugs have been uh, unplugged or just straight up broken. Somebody has come through and done a job to try and make sure that this radio station uh, never broadcasts another message, or at least not without a lot of work. Um, that said, you could potentially still jury-rig what is left to get a message out, um, but it would require your engineering expertise uh frankie's or andy's well i can use my repair kits right i've got a couple of them yeah you could use uh this would be andy's engineering expertise uh since frankie is just the voice he doesn't actually know necessarily that much about what what goes on in the thing you could try to make a you could try to use a repair kit to try and uh to fix it Uh, yes and i've also got the specialities of popular mechanic so that's a one Okay. Oh, you wrote a one? No, popular mechanic one. Okay. Um, okay. So... And I've got and I've got a repair kit, so I can probably do this if I get a good roll. Yeah. So the target number would normally be a ten. Uh, I'll say with your repair kit, it comes down to an eight. Your popular mechanics will increase your uh, your roll by one. So you need to roll a seven or better. Oh, six. But I can help. I can add shit, right? Yeah. Uh, you... So, uh, somebody to help me by maybe, like, by spending a point. Maybe spend tenacious so I can keep helping me. Like, something, maybe something goes wrong and Frankie helps out. Okay, so if you want, you can absolutely spend a point of tenacious and you manage to get uh, a barely functional. A solution essentially uh, you've had to cannibalize wires you've pulled things apart and put them back together in ways that they were never meant to do before but uh, it won't it's not a long term fix but it will work for this message that you were trying to send out okay okay uh, uh, y'all you everyone uh, not 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 you Andy you're, you're important for this and everyone else you should probably get down by the trucks because, uh, again, as soon as this message goes, they're going to know. They don't already. Roger that. Who's getting in truck one? Who's getting in truck two? We might want to go pick up our... Uh, what's the other guy called? Mark, wasn't it? See if he's in there still. He, he was right by the... Uh, right by the uh, safe house. I don't know how much O2 we got left. Double back and then go. Good point. 
was his choice to go if back he... to the uh, safe house. I think he uh, <laughs> he might be dead. He's just trying to save him. <laughs> uh, uh, Andy, count, count me on when you're ready. Okay. It's going to be the most important message the uh, station ever gives. Right as they're getting set up, uh, Abigail rips off her sleeve, wraps, puts a, makes it a little bandana, puts it around her head, gets a little bit of dirt with two fingers in each hand, puts it underneath her, <laughs> her eyes, and go, let's do this. Let's, let's do this indeed. I like your spirit. Right. Ready to these. Get me in. Okay, this is the plan. I'm gonna, so I'm going to go right. I'm going to count you in. I'm going to go three, two, one. And before she does, she doesn't see me do this. But I'm gonna switch the microphone off before she starts talking. Oh shit! Okay, I I don't know this. Okay, cool. Three, two, one. This is Frankie Forenoon coming to you live with an urgent message for the, our entire nation. There has been an infestation and an infection, borderline zombie apocalypse here in Springfield. Uh, there are there is chaos on the streets. There is a pseudo military coup. And uh, worst of all, the whole town is going to be reacquired real soon. There are mystics, uh, there are amnesiacs being applied. This cannot remain quiet. I urge you all to be cautious of our dear favorite old military sponsors, Salem Wealth, as they have unleashed a plague of, best I can describe it as, zombified locusts upon this entire town and plan on wiping all evidence of their misdeeds off the map. The bugs seem to infect people by going for their face. Face coverings seem to deter them at least slightly. They are planning on killing anyone who isn't within a safe house, whether or not they are infected. They cannot be trusted, and, uh... Well, if you don't hear from me again, you'll know why. It is Frankie Forenoon, an emergency message for the nation. Over and out. So clap his hands. Ask Andy, uh, how, how, did, how did that go? The signal stayed good? I'm going to say, yes, it is. I just got to uh, compact it, and I'll meet you in the van in five minutes' time. A- absolutely. Right. Uh, don't wait too long. Nope. I don't want just you gotta, to get left uh, behind. Load the file. All right. Let's get the hell out of here. I'm, and whilst, okay, and when they close the door, and whilst I'm on my own, I'm going to then record my own message. It's like three, two, one. Um, so I send the message of uh, this is Ren Radio Station. This is um, Andy Morgan here. We need help. Listen, we have a terrible um, situation happening now. It's um, we have bugs coming out of people's faces. No joke. And um, the, uh, the terrible company behind it is uh, Sapiens Sapien Wealth. Is that right? Um, and Asking no one in the recording booth with you because no one's gone. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, please help us. We need help. We need army. We need um, people to come and help this place. There's uh, machines here. They're sucking all the air out. It's terrible. Terrible. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I, oh, this is Andy Morgan over and out at Ren, at Ren Radio Stations. Awesome. Oh my god. Intentionally or not, that is perfect. Because Frankie's message was a general warning. And Cartman, like his character's an engineer, not a radio show host. And he's told people to come the town that's got the zombie plague that's I don't yeah, know if you meant that but that's perfect I've, 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 made, I've made my goal of upstaging you <laughs> but it's, I'm the ceremonial engineer that's great uh okay I will need you to roll a d12 for me sure um any target or just roll it 
Uh, this is a lucky roll, so you don't get to know the target number. Seven. Seven? Okay. Did one of us have the card ready one? <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that the lucky roll? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really funny. <laughs> but no. Um, so yes, uh, you go and you meet up with the others as you are making your way into the parking garage where the vans are. You make your way to the electric vans and as you're on as the as you've kind of like recollected and are kind of getting ready to get into them you hear a gruff voice speak from the distance emerging from the shadows you see several hulking sets of matte metallic armor emblazoned with a fiery ocean wave um one man steps forward and kind of greets you and says hello my name is colonel curtis abraham and i'm here to bring you back to the safe house Ray grenade! I don't think those people Just toss it like a smoke grenade. Wait, so are you throwing your your, your raid grenade at the, the, the man who's Colonel Curtis Abraham? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. He's like he's like thirty feet away and it like goes five feet and just hits the ground. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, this is like seven or eight cans it's, taped together. It's raid though. It doesn't do fo- it doesn't Fog or is raid it... clear or is it like colored? I've never used it before. Well, it doesn't do a fog. It doesn't do smoke or anything. It just sprays a liquid. But <laughs> it'd be about as it'd be about as much smoke coverage as a sprinkler. Oh, can we at least okay. try? It? We, you know what? <laughs> I mean, go for it. Uh, if you want to? Yes, if you want, you can throw your ray grenade at at at, at the colonel. Uh, your target number is an eight. Uh, to hit him and have it be effective. Oh, that's a critical well. So what happens is you, you hurl back and you activate your grenade and you throw it. Um, and it doesn't quite work the way that you anticipate it to. Uh, it actually bursts apart on impact with the ground because you've thrown it hard oh. enough um, that several of the cans rupture um, and begin flying uh, in multiple places, like multiple places, like tiny torpedoes, um, causing the troopers to just kind of gut reaction scatter um, because they don't know what's going on. You've managed... It doesn't create a smoke cloud, but you have created a, a large diversion for the colonel and his his men allowing you time to get into the cars. This is almost like a bullwinkle, like car- cartoon just absolute <laughs> hilarity. He comes out all big and gruff. I'm colonel and he goes, oh shit! And, just, and all of a sudden his cans go flying past and he hits the ground. Oh Meanwhile, God. I'm just shouting, "Raid grenade!" Yeah, Matt is playing Bugs Bunny. This Pretty time. comical. <laughs> right. like, let's pile, let's pile into the vans then. All right, you you can you avoid combat and pile into the vans. Um, driving through, like punching it, the uh, electric vans give you no sound and no warning, um, so they take a little bit of getting used to. Um, do you want to try and hit one of the the edge troopers on the way out? Yes. Are we in two vans or are we in one van? There's enough room in one van for everyone. So okay. Well, Hanson's driving like sliding one side doors kind of thing, or is sliding side door? Yes. Okay. So he is not going to try and hit somebody on the way out. Oh, okay. So you're not going to hit the dude on the way out? No. Okay. If so we have Henson here. In the seat. Who's ever driving by? I'll, I'll take care of it. So I slide open the door, and I'm, I'm like going to try and swing at one of the troopers as I go by with the butt end of the axe. <laughs> okay. Uh, go. Who's she at the back? 
Huh? Can we shoot out the back? Or do you, if you go from the side, can we shoot out the back? Yeah, there's there's back doors. As we drive off. There's back doors as well, so y- you could shoot out of the back if you wanted to. Yeah, if you want to people are going to take top shots. Uh, so yeah, if anybody who wants to try and take a shot or a, a, a swing uh, on the way out, uh, go ahead and roll a d12, and the, your target number will be 7. I want to go for the general. 11! Uh, if you're going for the general, uh, sorry, the, the colonel, your target number is actually an 8. Oh, I went for the general, because I got an 11. <laughs> yeah, I'll say general as well. <laughs> general. That's free for general. Okay. What's the damage? D4 for a D8 pistols? Uh, you have a regular... A away from retirement. 3D4. Uh, which pistol do you have, uh, Cartman? Oh! 10. So... Five. 17 <laughs> damage from the general. <laughs> We just throw a can of rain at this motherfucker and put it pull a fucking You know what? I, I, have to, I, have to, I don't know if Bag of Snails is, is listening to a, lo- a, a, a little bit of our podcast, but this is really fitting considering how fast you guys kill a character <laughs> as soon as it enters into oh, a yes. freaking thing. Um, like, Snails, if you've listened a little bit, there's quite a few characters where I've had like maybe one, two dialogues. And then they murder him, like immediately. Oh, you think this is going to be a boss? No, it's no. going to be death. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I even thought there might be dialogue. No, they full on just kill everything immediately. Yeah. Last staff. To so this is fitting. Know. This is fitting. Yeah, I, I had to double check his his physical limits, um, and even with his armor value, you on just driving on the way out between the fire axe. And the guns, you you completely murk Colonel Curtis Abraham uh, and scatter his his men. Oh, Snails, does that technically right. give me another gold succession? Get revenge. <laughs> um, driving revenge for what? <laughs> he didn't. He didn't have time to do anything. <laughs> he didn't. He had say. He said one line. Said, he said probably said one bullet. line, and then he got hit by an exploding can of raid, hit in the head with an axe, and then shot before he could even figure out what twice. happened. Shot <laughs> twice. Shot twice. Anyway. Uh, as you pull out of the red station, uh, you, you, uh, you realize instantly that driving uh, is going to be a problem, uh, Henson, as, the, as visibility is still absolute shit. Um, but the onboard GPS uh, and like navigation system should be able to guide you outside of the city. To complicate matters, uh, <laughs> you did murder Colonel Curtis Abraham, but his men <laughs> immediately enter into their own electric vehicles and are now pursuing you in chase. The world's quietest car chase. Didn't yeah, there's no roaring of engines in this car okay, chase. So can we, um, um, it's just pushing and sounds of uh, gunfire. In, in their cars, then, from our van. Yes, you can. Um, that was so. In this chase, uh, there will be two sections. Essentially, um, there'll be the people who are driving and/or navigating, um, or want to help drive and navigate, and the people who want to like try and shoot out of the back of the car. Um, Henson, you've uh, already said that you're driving. Did anybody want to try and help Henson drive? Um, Can you help someone drive? Frankie, Frankie will help. Uh, yeah, this will be my, my mostly like using the GPS and like keeping an eye out for um, uh, like oncoming stuff. 
is there like any is this completely vacant van or does it have like just normal stuff that I can like throw out the back to try to it'll have like probably a couple of mics and stuff it has some like, amp equipment um you know like I... they have like you know bands and stuff and like some like other so did I take could we could we like mitigate just did I take any tools with me from the radio station or something um we can say uh I, I don't think there would have been any tools for you to grab from the radio station but like like a wrench just a wrench or a socket you probably could have grabbed a wrench while you were at the firehouse we can say that you just had okay. that in your bag i mean oh, you know, if you ask nicely you can borrow frankie's gun i am gonna unbolt the passenger seat I'm going to unbolt the passenger seat. I'm going to open the back doors. I'm going to throw the passenger seat out the back at one of the cars. Okay. Question. We had the second edge trooper gun. Who had that? Frankie did. Frankie. Uh, could Frankie's character not give it to Abigail? Yeah, yeah, Frankie will get it towards someone else. Okay, so you Abigail, you do have in possession, your possession an edge trooper battle rifle. Uh... Do you still want to try and unbolt the passenger seat, or would you rather use a gun? I used to work at, I used to detail cars, so unbolting a passenger seat, like, takes, like, two minutes, like, not even a minute. Like, takes two seconds, like, four bolts, one, two, three, four, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. So you just pop it up, and I just kick open the back door, and I throw it out. Because then they have to swerve to miss it, so even if it, mi- it misses them, it'll veer them off. It's an obstacle on the path. I appreciate you choosing something cheaper than the boom mics. Uh, okay, yeah, go ahead and roll. Your target number is a seven. Uh, no matter what, you'll be able to get the passenger seat out. Eleven. Uh, you pick up, you unbolt the passenger seat from the side. Frankie has to kind of like do a little shuffle to like uh, get out of the way, and you manage to go to the back of the van as you're speeding down the road, and you throw it into towards your oncoming pursuers, and it just impacts into the front windshield of the uh, of the closest like pursuit car and embeds into the, oh, the windshield, causing the driver to just kind of like crumple and the car to veer off, swerve, and slam into a nearby building, uh, leaving you with two pursuit cars. What's one now? Where I'm oh, from, um... we don't we try to do two things. Kick ass and not shit our pants. One of you guys failed on the second one, and it really smells in here. But I've got the first one covered. Uh, real quick, this is a radio van. Could we broadcast from in here? Uh, you don't. You don't have the current setup, unfortunately. Uh, Never mind. I'm just curious. Um, so can I take a shot at the uh, one of the other cars, but the guy in the driver's seat? The, the driver's seat. Yeah, absolutely. Um, go ahead and roll. Uh, target number is a seven because these are edge troopers. Wow. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah, you hit him critically. Roll your damage twice. Is it, I wonder if it's gonna be a headshot. Um, damage twice, so it's two d six. Yep. What's your knife? And your gun is in your gun three d four? Or no, is that the edge trooper gun? Nope, the edge trooper gun. Edge trooper. Yeah. Eleven. You take out the other pursuit vehicle uh, as you kill the edge trooper behind with a headshot there's the car swerves off and you are now pursued by only one as you make your way towards the edge of the city oh i'll take a pop shot hopefully i don't fuck it up (laughs) how many how many chase scenes have you been in because that was pretty expertly done that's kind of scary 
Eight. Eight will hit. Okay. And you you do have uh, your proficiency, which actually means it's like a, a nine. Yep. So yeah, you you completely succeed. Boop. Nine. You severely wound the remaining chase car, uh, but he is not destroyed in the same way that the others are. Um, coming up, uh, he manages to come up and uh, attack the van basically bodily with the car. He's trying to ram you off the side of the road. Uh, Captain, if you could have Henson make a, uh, a roll with a TN of 8, please. Yeah. To keep from being shoved off the off the road. Oh, uh, but Frankie's weapon. I can help out, right? Yeah, you can you can up you can upgrade that to an eight if you want to spend points. Uh, would I be able to like kind of what he's gonna try and do is like slide slide his leg in between and hit the brakes so that the car trying to slam us misses and goes in front of us and swerves off the road. Yeah, you can spend points to do that. Uh, so that sounds like it. Yeah, easy. I'm gonna spend some cunning points. Okay. If, if that's allowed, because I feel like it's a sneaky thing to do. Yeah, that's. I'd, I'd absolutely allow some cunning uh, spend to do that. Uh, you all kind of lurch in the car as it suddenly breaks, um, and you watch as the the pursuit car comes in front of you and swerves, uh, crashing uh, onto the sidewalk, uh, continuing the chase. Uh, who, who would like to go next? Uh, as we kind of come back around. If we're just going to pop shot at the car, can we not all roll at the same time? <laughs> sure, yeah, if you all want to take a shot at the car uh, with how, your guns. How close is it to our vehicle? Uh, it's very close. It's right up alongside you at this point. Oh. I know you so... threw a seat, but please don't throw Fanky at the car. <laughs> I was going to say, don't launch out the back. I was say, why can't we just jump on it? No. I was about to do that, actually. Cartman, do you want to jump to it with me? No, I think I'm going to grab Andy. Um, <laughs> yeah, Andy, we're going. And I'm going to jump to the other car. All right, okay. You know, we both jump together and we both land on the hoods. Now what? <laughs> roll. Well, I don't know. I didn't think this far like ahead. What do you do? This is. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to roll. I'm going to uh, point you're, my you're... gun at the guy's face and try and, and try to pop a shot off. Oh, we got to roll first. Chill, Hold chill, on. Let's, let's, let's roll first. This Sales is, do it. We're going to do it under the tires. This is a, this is a difficult cha- task. So jumping across is getting. Uh, you're jumping from one speeding car to another speeding car. Uh, the TN is going to be a 10 for you guys. But I'll say that, like, it. Uh, Choose one person to roll, and the two of you can do it together. Would you want to roll two? Because I don't mind. Oh, you've been rolling 12s this entire time. I think I'm going to go ahead and let you roll. Uh, yeah, no, I've been rolling 12. This is going to be my famous like last words. <laughs> famous last words. Jinxed it so bad. Oh, oh. You can add stuff too, though. Strength for Agile probably works. Snails, can I give two points of strength to give them an extra push? Absolutely. Push us out. <laughs> so that'll bring you to. I thought nine. about this. I I, I kind of thought about this like story wise. This would make just a little bit more sense on this. Um, I I jump across and I jump across just fine. Um, but Andy jumps behind me. Uh, and doesn't make it quite far. And I feel like what Abigail would do is then rear back behind her, grab him in midair, and throw him up against the car using three points of strength 
and you know hurting herself getting the physical stress i really feel like like story-wise that kind of feels like that would happen you know like yeah 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 yeah, then it'd be a go but then yeah it's gonna be a case of i bounce off the car and you grab me don't you yep i grab you and and bring you're you're fine but i i spend the three points of stress uh three points of strength and, and make a get a stress a physical stress by grabbing you in the air and, and bringing you on so we're safe on the car but i'm physically stressed that's cool but i'm gonna um put the gun in my uh, trouser pockets i'm gonna climb and try to get into the driver's seat because i want to drive this car well there's a man <laughs> there's there's a man in the driver's seat oh, uh, was, I mean. was... i'm hoping i can pull him out sort of oh okay if, if you would like to try and pull the man out of the driver's seat uh, I, that is a. Please tell me you're screaming GTA, motherfucker. Yeah. Go ahead and roll again. Your target number is an eight. Okay, I'll, I'll go for that. Ah, five. Um, I, I, I'm gonna spend on this because this is kind of like I want this car, mm-hmm. and I've got the points to do it because I can use. I use all my careful points. Mm. Yeah. How or are I can you? Use all my strength. And just like tough it out. And just like how much strength do you like, have? Three left. So, uh, your strength would make more sense for this. I'm not sure how you would carefully be on top of a moving car ripping somebody <laughs> out of it. <laughs> Stealth and concealment. That's what it says under careful. He has no clue that there's a person right on the side facing him in the window, looking in the window, gro- opening his door in the middle of it. Trying to open, yeah, it's in the middle of a car chase. Strength, but I'm gonna have to just <laughs> muscle my way through it and just, you know, force him out. He's fighting me, I can feel him. But I'm like, nope, and just grab his face and just, yeah, out he goes. Because luckily he wasn't wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> it didn't ma- wouldn't have mattered if he did. Uh, but yeah, you you leap across the car, you in midair, you're grabbed by, um, by Abigail, who slams you up against the. The, the hood, uh, keeping you from like rolling off to your doom, and then, in a display of incredible strength uh, and ing- agility, you reach through the open window, open the door, and rip this man out bodily out of the front seat and supplant yourself into the front seat of the, the driver, the the pursuit car. Uh, you now have control of a salient wealth electrical vehicle and uh, a fire flatter on the hood of your car. I was gonna say, can I? Uh, I was gonna, can I slow down carefully and Abigail can then hop oh, in the front seat? God, oh dear God! Yes, yes, you <laughs> can. Oh no! You can easily slow down. Um, in fact, the car naturally starts to slow down as the as like the person who is driving it is ripped out because their foot's no longer on the accelerator. Oh, thank the thank the Lord! You are such a benevolent D, uh, GM, snails. Just so you know. My absolute asshole of a GM. I'm sitting there thinking, well, roll for it to see if you can do it. Then he fails. Chicken's sitting there thinking the DC should be 11 for every check you've had us make. It's, oh. I remember the DC 15 athletics check to get a small incline. <laughs> Don't think I forgot. Oh. <laughs> so, you guys reconvene. Um, like, you, as you continue towards the city edge. Hey, bud. Sorry about my dog. Um... <laughs> Up ahead, several powerful beams of light slice apart the dust clouds, filling the chaotic streets. The wind's currents seem to be growing weaker, and you feel yourself believing that you might be the ones alive. That is until the smoke clears and you realize the source of all that light. A massive roadblock ahead, blinding overhead floodlights, automatic car barriers, 
uh, at least a dozen edge troopers standing armed to the teeth. Um, looks like the only way out is through the barrier. Hold on, guys, I got this. What was that? Did I put out a second raid grenade? <laughs> <laughs> if you would like, yes, I will allow you a second raid grenade. As we're doing this, Abigail is in the car already unbolting the passenger seat of this new car. Oh. Uh, ready, ready to go. Ready to oh, go. Oh, yeah, Goddammit. Hold on a minute. Is there? Does there happen to be a conveniently like positioned oh. truck with its bed just a little bit down? You know, maybe some people grab jump off? it. Yeah. You know what? There is <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, like full on Grand Theft Auto. You see like a floating <laughs> coin that's got like a five on it, spinning at the top of it. Five points. We gotta do it. Looking, looking ahead into the barrier, there are several weak points where, like, it is not a. Per- it appears to be very hastily constructed. Um, there are several weak points where you could potentially ram, try and ram your way through. Uh, yeah, I think I, I, I'm gonna ram it in my vehicle. I don't know what um, Cap is gonna do. A hun, pan, hunts. Yep, he's gonna take the challenge and just ram. I'd like to say, for story reasons, as this goes up, I drop the grenade out the back and it rolls off on the down road. Okay. Uh, how many of those do you have? <laughs> I don't know. It's however many snakes left. I would say you had two. You had two grenade <laughs> grenades. Um, this is going to be a hard check. Uh, so, the TN to successfully uh, bar- barrel your way through is going to be 12. Um, and Ooh. so, Henson and uh, uh, Andy will both need to make their rolls separately. Okay. Uh. Yeah. It's a four. Oh, shit. So, should I roll? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and roll. Oh, god damn it, Carbon 12. Okay, so, uh, for the van. Uh, anybody can add points to this roll, um, whether it's um, if you can think of a way that you could contribute to getting through, whether that's um, you're saying that you're firing your gun to like try and soften the roadblock, or whether or not it's like grabbing hold of the, the steering wheel to try and like help keep it steady, um, or even just putting the foot down on the gas. And okay, I think Freddy's gonna put two towards it for vigilant, looking for a weak spot in the barrier. Alright, so Henson's going to use a couple of skill points, seeing as he's the one that's driving. I'm thinking Vigilance, seeing as that's the perception, that kind of thing. And one for Tenacious. Okay, so that gets you to eight. You'll need four more points to succeed the check. Can I dump two out of Agile? Uh, Just to say I'm firing out the back kind of thing. Or firing out the side, and I don't know. Would I be able to do careful somehow? Just you did throw down a ray grenade. Maybe that propels you oh, through. Oh, um, <laughs> sorry. You said you were dumping two into two into it, yeah? Yeah, into cunning for shooting outside or something. I can do cunning as well too to try and. Okay, so that's four points yeah, from that. Frankie, uh, yeah. and then two from Captain. And two from Mark. Uh, we'll bring you to 12, which will be a success. Frankie, you do take 
uh, uh, two points of physical stress because you're over your limit. Uh, but with that, you, the two of you colliding in these weak points at the same time managed to burst your way through the barricade. Gunfire coming in um, from every angle. You push through, and the cars are very much worse for wear. Battered, bruised, broken. Um, but they're still driving, and you manage to get out on the other side, out of Springfield proper. You are now free. Um, one second. Just make sure I'm not missing anything. Yeah, no. Um, you've successfully escaped the city of Springfield. Um, what are your characters thinking as you kind of break through? Uh, and as you're kind of driving out, you very, like, within five to ten minutes, um, you no longer need the oxygen masks as you can see like the dust has settled the winds have died down and oxygen has returned into the the area around you what are your characters thinking i need to buy some goddamn shares and raid <laughs> um my, my character is thinking that i hope the army's on its way i hope my message got out all right henson's feeling like a bit of a hero because he was driving one of the cars rocky's feeling Great. As far as he knows, he's achieved the greatest thing he could. You know, as far as he's aware, he gave a message that might have helped people, might save people if this happens again. Ren Radio is certainly going to be known. Now that this, he's got the biggest story he's ever gotten. Abigail is 100% concerned with the, the people of the town. Um, how many people probably died? She's she's not happy, really not. I mean, all jokes aside, she really isn't. I would say with her character, she's very upset. Definitely with how, there's no telling how many people died when the air was sucked out. How many people? Because uh, how, how little people made it to the safe house and things like that. So that has her very, very down, very depressed. I would say. Um, and very quickly then, just a little epilogue on the end there. As uh, I'm in the, it's, it's only me and Abigail in the car together. I'm gonna see, turn around and see Abigail looking all depressed, and I'm gonna be like, Abigail, what's the matter? Why are you feeling down? We, we're alive. We just got out of that terrible place. We can tell the world our story. I told, I told them that we're here to kick ass and not shit our pants, and I failed at both. <laughs> I don't know about that. We, uh, we. Well, you I know about it. <laughs> <laughs> As you as you drive off into the sunset, uh, there are a few things that we need to we need to to do to, to clean house. The first is that the broadcast that you sent was in fact successful, despite Colonel Curtis Abraham's attempts. Uh, that roll that you made, the lucky, uh, was high enough. Uh, that the broadcast went out and was not stopped and jammed by Colonel Curtis Abraham. So you were successful in getting the message out. The second um, is that, unbeknownst to you, two amongst you were infected the entire time. The very first roll that I had you make in the okay. game, the, the very first lucky roll, was to see whether or not you started the game infected. Um, and unfortunately, Abigail and Andy, you were both infected. <laughs> so in the same car. As you <laughs> as you continue on to the next city, you will continue and spread this infection on. Oh shit! Uh, impeding oh, the it. cycle of. Can we make a roll whether or not we just like veer off the road and explode. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, God will handle it. 
can make a roll and see if, we, if we start changing <laughs> if we start changing while they're driving or something like that. Like, oh shit. <laughs> No, nah. nah, unfortunately, that's that's towards the end. Uh, as a as a final thing, does anybody does everybody want to like reveal what their secret goals were? Oh sure, yeah, I'm at the end now. Yeah, sure. So, um, Andy's secret goals were well, take the spotlight from Frankie was my main one. That was the uh, yeah, that's all it was. Just take the spotlight from Frankie somehow, and I feel like I achieved that by spiking the me- the message, and also by being patient zero. Mm. <laughs> I'll do this a little later anyway. Uh, Frankie's was just to find a big scoop. Ren Radio was failing and they needed something to help them out. So Frankie's goal was to get a, a, a big scoop on a story, yeah? Which he did, even if it didn't get out there. Yeah. Uh, a success as far as you know. Uh, Toucan, what was Abigail's goal? Um, her goal... Um she had an ex-wife um, and they had four kids together um, that after they were divorced um, had a really bad um, custody battle um, but she still loves her ex-wife um, but hers were all about um, basically just being with her wanting to be her kids um, find words to say um, and, and a way to say them to her kids um, those were her two goals from what I see here um but she um, she doesn't get to see her kids very often, mm-hmm. basically. Mostly they're with her ex-wife, Carmen. So. Oh, bitch. Fucking hate Carmen. <laughs> Fucking Carmen. God, no, I was thinking more San Diego. <laughs> yeah, hers is a little sad. A little sad. A little sad. With hers. Um, Hens- uh, Captain, what were Henson's goals? Well, Henson wasn't just looking for those medicine and drugs because he's a helpful EMT. He's also a junkie. And if anybody asked me at any point to use the uppers or downers that um, that he found in that drug deal, um, I wouldn't have been able to because he took them. He was taking them every time that people weren't looking. And my stats were going pretty crazy in the background. Ooh. Well, that's interesting. That's actually really cool. So, you're, so your character was actually a junkie, not a drug dealer? No. Uh, Mark, what were what were Lamar's uh, secret goals? Yeah, he was a sketchy boy. Being ex salient wolf, uh, salient wealth, even um, he was burned up pretty badly by them as he got kicked out. His main goal was to get revenge, uh, discover the identity of his private investigator who was going and looking through. <clears throat> well, hopefully, get looking through any of the salient wealth data or things like that to. Um, Expose them. But other than that, yeah, just basically cause a bit of fucking chaos for Salian Wealth. And then finally, last but not least, Josh, I'm so sorry. Um, what you played, Mark Spade? Uh, what what were your secret goals? I'm still here. Did he get up? Did he go away? I would not. Have, I would. Not, I would. I would not blame him. Um, it's. He's at the grocery store again. God damn it. We'll probably never see him again. You might as well tell us, Nails. <laughs> uh, uh, as I recall, Mark Spade's secret goal was to expose a cellular secret. Because uh, their whole thing is that they were a private investigator uh, who knew for a fact that Salian Wealth was up to no good. Had kind of had their life destroyed by them. Uh, and so was looking for solid evidence uh, 
to get revenge in his own way uh, without exposing his identity. Makes sense. All right. Well, Snails, thank you very much for your time. Um, this has been absolutely amazing. I think uh, everyone will probably agree that this is a game that's very much well worth buying when it does come out on Kickstarter. Absolutely. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It it's um, very easy to pick up. I like the uh, die system, nice and easy. Just roll a d12 and you get it, and you get tight numbers. And the story itself, I can, see, I can see quite a few avenues of like different ways of doing it. Yeah, really good. If Cartman right. can get it, anyone can. That's the test. <laughs> that's that that's the that's, that's the that's that's the quote. That's what we're going for on the back of the book. Is if Cartman can get it, anyone can. Oh please do! Please. Oh that'd be great. That's a quote. That'll be end quote from Pint of Cthulhu. If Cartman can do it, anyone can. <laughs> I do like the secrets thing too. I think that's a helpful thing to have. Mm, Helps give a character I, motivation, especially Cap's character. Like, I, it's really kind of neat um, that he was taking drugs secretly and like legit as, like, not just as characters, but as actual other players. We didn't know that, and so like that, that's really cool. You know, like that kind of aspect, the secret. I kind of agree with Jay on that. It's really, yeah, really a neat add into it. You notice I was talking about how his reactions were to things as well, rather than just what he was saying like telling you how he if he was disappointed at some things he was annoyed at other things he, or he or he was doing things a bit calmly <laughs> like because yeah. he, he just got his fix that sort of thing hello I am Matt the editor of A Pint of Cthulhu if you enjoy these episodes and wish to hear more why not support us over on Kofi at A Pint of Cthulhu thank you very much and enjoy the pint Hey there, my name is Soren. You can also find me at Soren J on Twitch and at Daily Dingus and Pick of Cthulhu on Tumblr, where we'll occasionally post art about the campaign. Hello, I am Ethan. Um, if you guys want to find me outside of the podcast, I am actually a Twitch streamer by trade. I play I play variety of games on Twitch. I'm the Red Toucan, but I also upload all of those to YouTube as well, Red Toucan there, and to TikTok. Toucan as well. Hello there ladies and gentlemen. I go by Captain Hero Man and you can find me playing video games on Twitch. Hi, my name's Josh. You can find all of my links at Linktree backslash JoshB66. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E backslash Josh B66. Thank you. You can also find us on Twitter at a pint of Cthulhu. That's at a pint of Cthulhu. You can also give us a review on your podcast app of choice. Thank you very much and goodbye.